Hello, everybody, and welcome to our show. I'm Cyrus, and I'm looking forward to drinking some wine with you this evening. And I'm Brittany, and it's officially summertime. Yeah. So exciting. I love the sunshine. I got the summer cut. You t- Wow. <laughs> it's looking good. Thank okay. you. Thank you. Okay. Uh, so today, we will be reviewing two wines from Germany. Wow. Yeah. And uh, I brought a white. And I brought a red. Intro. So, uh, Brittany, what do you have for us this week? So, yes, for our bottle today, for our red, it's a 2019 Spot Burgunder. It's from the winery of Carl Erhard, Erhard um, from Rodesheim in Germany. Um, and it comes in at 12.5% alcohol, which is pretty low. Also, interesting fact, Spot Burgunder is also known as Pinot Noir. It's the same thing. I've heard of that. Yes. <laughs> so, Well, do you want to uh, describe the bottle? Sure. So it looks like it has a, a nice German man with a goblet. Looks like he had a couple, which is nice. There's a little knife there. Interesting. Uh, <laughs> but there's all sorts of kind of greenery. It's almost like there's a tree or there's vines around him, I guess. Grape vines. Yes, those are grapes. There's grapes on it. So it's pretty fun. It's. I find that these labels were very overwhelming to read in the first place. So in our wine guide there's actually a way to read these types of labels since they're very different from how we do our labels so it's really interesting to see the art fixture on this while also being overwhelmed by the words on it (laughs) yeah tough my knowledge of german isn't the best and so figuring out which word is the winemaker the winery the region the you know specific region specific terms um tough but it was nice we had a little a little uh little guide to help us so all right well uh why don't you pour some glasses sure it's a screw off top this time i had said bottles the first time and we had to re-record that (laughs) thank you well you can kind of see right through it um and i guess that that tracks with what i know for for pinot uh, but it is a deep kind of uh, purple red color. I like, I use the word garnet way too much to describe the reds that we get, but that is what this is, a, a garnet. And it still has just the slightest amount of brown tinge on it, on the edges. Right at the edge, yep. Yeah. Well, um, let's smell it. Great. Well, it has a very strong cherry smell. Like it almost gives me the sense of, a cherry flavored cough medicine. Hmm. Yeah. Almost. And it also gives me a sense of like a smoke box. Yeah. Some woodiness. It's so Pinot. Like if, if I'd been told this was, you know, Spotsburg under, I would, and, but had no idea what that was and blind taste, you know, or blind smell. I think that I would be able to identify this one. It's, it's super classic. It smells like every Pinot you've tried. You at home. And it's interesting. I think that it smells more alcoholic than it is. Yeah, I can I can definitely smell the alcohol. 
there's some like red berries and kind of um, a little woodiness. I guess that's the um, the cedar that you were talking about. But I anticipate that it will be pretty well balanced for the most part, and we won't really taste alcohol at all, especially with it being 12.5% alcohol in this one. Alrighty, well, uh, let's taste it. Awesome. This is very good. I like it a lot. It's really acidic. Yes. More acidic than I anticipated. There's also some pepper notes in there that I, I think, or maybe some cinnamon no, I agree. Pepper, but like a uh, uh, green pepper almost, not like a spicy. Yeah, and I don't have a lot of red wines that make me salivate like this one. I think this one is making me salivate a lot because of the acidity that's in it. For sure. It's like really, really tart raspberry, tart cherry. Um, yeah, it's got cranberry. It's all the red berries, strawberry. But it has this smoky aspect, so it's not extremely fruity. I think that there's light fruit notes in it, and then there's just something else, whether that's smokiness or some sort of savoriness that's balancing it out a little bit more. Yeah, I'm getting a ton of just woodiness and grittiness from it. It's not necessarily gravel. It's more wood. Yeah, and there are tannins there, but they're and they're like pretty punchy right away but then they fade very quickly this is not a long wine mm-hmm. um and like you predicted Brittany, not very much alcohol coming through uh it's pretty smooth drinking uh, and it's just light on the mouth i don't think it's it's not super thick uh it's i think maybe medium bodied for me it's not the lightest red that i've had sure yeah, I would say medium light. I think it is it is on the lighter side, but you're right. It's not it's not the lightest red I've had. It's not the thick whole mouth that I tend to go for, but it's still really, really good. What do you think? Yeah, I love this. Um, I'm not usually the biggest fan of Pinot Noir, so I'm pretty pleasantly surprised. Um, this is very good, and I would definitely get this again. Yeah, I would have this with our pasta or with our steak. It seems like a great wine for... A nice, subtly savory, earthy taste. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, and something to balance out the the stark acidity. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, Brittany, let's move on to the section where I ask you to tell us about uh, why Germany is a great place to grow wine. Yes. So Germany is one of the oldest regions in Europe that's been growing Grapes, it's been doing it for about two millennia. That's crazy. Uh, And something else that's interesting is that, you know, how France makes a lot of blended wines, Germany strays away from that. It does not make blends. It makes more of its single variety. So also, Germany is a cooler climate region, which leads to those lighter reds like this one, like this Pinot Noir type. And then it brings in those nice aromatic whites. So it's a great region for those types of wines. Uh, Germany is also a leader in organic and biodynamic wines. So it's a leader in in just taking charge of of making very good quality, but also very, very eco-friendly wines. 
So there was another fun fact that we learned during our little research here about German wine. Do you want to tell our friends? I have to get my little wave out there. <laughs> so apparently there is a thing called the German Wine Institute, which elects every fall a wine queen. And what do they do? <laughs> so they go around for about like 250 days of the year just talking about wine. So they elect this person who knows a lot about German wine is, is, and is just going to talk the talk around everywhere. So they essentially just travel and talk about wine. And they have an entourage called the Wine Princesses. The Wine Princesses. <laughs> Where do I sign up? <laughs> it does sound like a cool job. But I'm still an amateur, but <laughs> I don't think they'd elect me, but I can dream. Yeah. Well, uh, impressions on this wine? I think for me, it's going to go into my top three reds for the season so far. It's really good for a light red. And, and like you said, we don't drink a lot of Pinot Noirs. We don't choose it. But it's actually a really good type of Pinot Noir here from Germany. So I, I really like it. I think it's... It's delicious, and it's sort of bold in a way, but not extremely bold. Yeah, I would be really interested to see what this wine would be like with a few years more of age. But I agree, it's definitely going, um, you know, top three for reds. And um, I guess we've had so many now, I'll have to check the list and see exactly where it goes. But um, yeah, it's, it's quite good. Yeah, I agree. All right, well, uh, we'll be right back with our second bottle. Woo! <laughs> All righty, everybody, welcome back. So we have a white brought by Cyrus. Cyrus, do you want to talk about the white that you brought? Sure. So this is a 2017 Riesling uh, of cabinet quality by Gunther Steinmetz. Um, it's from the Mosul in Germany, and it is listed as dry or just off dry. Um, so should be kind of right up our alley, I hope. Yeah, I think so. And when you think Riesling, you think something sweet. Right, me too. So this is going to be fun to delve into. And Riesling, I think, is a very classical type of wine. Yeah, it's the wine from Germany. Yeah. It's the you know, top billing. So German Riesling from the Mosul especially is pretty famous for um, its quality, and I'm hoping that this is pretty good. We had a, a Riesling in season one that was also cabinet level, and we really enjoyed that. So I'm hoping that this will be on the same uh, on the same level there. It's going to be good. Well, um, I will describe the bottle for folks. Yes, it's please. got a plain white label with uh, the a little golden embossed image of the estate. And it's got a little uh, little gold lettering and a little, excuse me, a little black outline. So it's uh, pretty pretty basic, but it, it drew my eye for just its classical look. It looks like, uh, you know, an old wine chateau. Yes, and it's tall and skinny. Yeah, Tall and skinny reason. bottle, yes. So, yep, uh, definitely checked all the boxes. It's only 10.5% alcohol by volume. So cabinet Super also low. typically means the least amount of alcohol. Yes. So, uh, so again, not for the alcohol, for the taste. 
Yeah. Well, um, why don't we open this up? Okay. Tis aromatic. <laughs> you got a sneak peek there? I yeah, not on purpose. But <laughs> it just I don't need to sniff in the glass. <laughs> yeah, that is uh, pungent. It's a golden color. It's not quite honey, but it's a pretty, uh, pretty golden yellow. It's very pretty, and it has little bubbles little in it. Little bubbles, yeah. Well, um, let's just smell this. I'm so excited. Okay. Well, first thing is there's that petroleum that classic Riesling has. This definitely has that in spades. And like crab apple, it's definitely apple-y, bright. Floral too. Floral. I was going to say like lilacs or something. Yes. Yeah. It's like you just walked out on a nice spring day where everything's bloomed. Yeah, that's really, really nice. It's green a little bit. The fruit is there, but it's not the main thing. It's the the floral and that that kind of acrid, yeah, petroleum. Like my nose is just almost burning from how much smell is coming up. That's that. Uh, it's good. Aromatic. <laughs> well, uh, why don't we try this? Well, first taste that hits my tongue is just candy. It's it's sweeter than I thought it would be. Mm-hmm. It's candied, sweet, but light. Agree. The floral stuff still all comes through. Super flowers. It's like I'm stuffing my mouth with sweet flowers. Yeah. Candied pear, I think, is like the big one there. That's a good way to put it. Or even like candied lemon, because it's pretty... It is lemony. That's true. It has this sort of sour component to it. Not really sour, like puckering. Especially towards the end of the taste. It's just... It's lemony. It's warm. Yeah. I think that it also has a little bit of a minerally aftertaste. It's not too minerally upfront, but it certainly ends a little bit, um, I would say it's like slate or chalk kind of um, texture, which is good. Um, it adds an interesting kind of finish to it, especially in contrast to that sweet upfront. Well, Cyrus, are you ready to tell us a little bit more about Germany? Yeah, so as I mentioned, Germany is the top Riesling producer, and it's kind of the most famous wine from there. But Riesling comes in all types from dry, dry to sweet, sweet. And this, I guess, is um, just off dry. And kind of you can get Rieslings in sparkling. You can get Rieslings in still. And in fact, you can pretty much get any german grape in a sparkling variety there they do a lot of uh, sparkling wines over there and sparkling wine in germany will be labeled as sect s-e-k-t and um which is funny because it it sounds like sec which is uh, on a lot of french wines which means dry so it doesn't mean dry it's sparkling so it's a little bit of a, a gotcha there uh, but gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> gotcha. It's sparkling. Uh, or at least it got me originally because I'm used to coming from French wine. 
Germany is also the top producer of a few other wines. Um, Pinot Blanc, which is also known as uh, Weissburgunder, and Pinot Gris, which is Grauburgunder. Uh, it's like the number one and number three, respectively, for those varieties. So uh, Germany has a lot of these aromatic whites and... Um, I don't know. I, I, every one I've had is I've enjoyed the, I love the kind of pungent full nose that these wines give you. And, um, yeah, I, I can't recommend German white wine enough. Yes. And I think that they just shine in the white wine variety for sure. They focus on it. That's the most great variety that they do have is white, white grape varieties. But they do have some reds, and they and they do such amazing things with that. But they really shine with their whites. They love their whites. So I would highly recommend this as well. It's interesting. We went to our regular store that we get wine, Bow Street. Shout out. <laughs> and it was honestly really hard to find a red. <laughs> right. They had, I think, two German reds. They had maybe two. So... I had an easy pick. Cyrus did not. So it was kind of fun kind of hunting for it. <laughs> but otherwise, you can tell that they really are passionate about their whites. Yeah, and part of that too is probably, uh, you know, the a little bit of um, survivorship bias where the ones that actually get imported to the U.S. happen to be more of the whites because they're the ones that are a little more accessible and a little more uh, the style that Americans like. Uh, whereas these lighter reds aren't really the classical thing that I would be looking for when I'm looking for a red. So it's a little harder to market them over here. That's true. But either way, they're both wonderful yeah. from what we've experienced today. They're just great. F so final thoughts on this white. I really love it. It's definitely in my top probably two. It's probably under the Chardonnay. Because this is bright and it's different and it surprised me. And we love Riesling. It's classic. So, of course, I'm going to really love this one. And Germany's done a really great job with their Rieslings. So, 9.7 out of 10. It's <laughs> <laughs> pretty think this high. A little lower for me. I, okay. I think that it's definitely up there with the whites that we've had this season. Mm -hmm. But it's a little, I wish that it was just a little bit more dry like the one that we had a little while ago. Um, I guess I just like that style of Riesling a little better. Uh, this one's a little off dry, which is, and it's really, really well made and I really enjoy it, but I, I think I would like it better, a little more drier. And that's just a, a personal preference style. This wine is great and, and is really well made and I don't want to knock it by any chance, just my personal preference. Yes. Um, all right. Well, um, Brittany, that's been a great episode about Germany. Wonderful. I'm really glad that we did this. And coming up next week, we have Greece. Whoa. Yes. So I'm excited for that. Also fun. So <laughs> we'll see you in Greece. Yeah, we'll see you in Greece. Alrighty. Uh, well, I've been looking forward to drinking some more wine with you. And I with you, Sai. Alrighty. Bye now. Cheers. Cheers.